All right. Well, that sound means that it's the MCU's bleeding edge. That means it's Wednesday evening, and we have a very interesting kind of new blood kind of panel here on the show um, to break down the Avengers, at least the first half of the Avengers. We have with us, of course, my trusted co-host, Cybernetic Shark, veteran YouTuber. What's up, Cyber? Sup? We have first time um, from the News Now Network and from MCU Mondays that I've been on quite a bit recently. We have Debbie. What's going on, Debbie? Hey. It's good to have you. She's uh, everywhere. That's right. She's very popular these days. We have Debbie's everywhere. For another week, after another week, after doing Thor, we've got Vincent Van Spock. What's going on, Vincent? How's it going, everybody? What's up? What's up, brother? And then, of course, last but not least, we have William who just grinded out a hardcore MCU Phase 4 and Phase 5 preview with me the other night. That was funny as hell. Yeah, people, I can't wait for you. If you, if you want to see a funny oh show, my gosh. seriously, check that one out because it was off the chain at times, that show. We had a good time. It was good to see you again, William. Good to be here, man. Thank you for having Holding me back. Holding it down, man. Holding it down. Tell us about, about, the, about the Geek Gauntlet real quick. Uh, real quick, Geek Outlet, Fastest Hour in Podcasting, rebranding like everything that goes down in the world of superheroes, everything goes down in the world of geek. We talk about comics, anime, the Arrowverse. Um, we talk about everything. There's no there's no topic we don't touch. Has some of the best topics in the business. We're on Twitch. We're also on GNN, um, GNN's um, Facebook page, also on GNN's YouTube page. Um, as well as mine on the Geek Gauntlet um, Facebook page as well. Definitely join us. Check us out every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv forward slash William Morgan Media. Yes, and I'm hoping to be on there again. I'm hoping to come on on this Saturday to make up for last Saturday because yes, was very kind enough to invite me on, but I wasn't feeling all that hot. But hopefully my energy will be right so I can jump on there and have a good time with you guys on Saturday, you and Shaw. Cool. And you and I want to extend the invitation to everybody here. If you guys want to jump on, uh, let us know. We happen to have you guys on. It's a good show. I've been, I, 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 I like what those guys do. I've definitely caught a couple of their shows before myself, and I really enjoy their content. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and jump into a trailer really quick here for the Avengers. Um, we'll get that out of the way, and then we'll go ahead and kind of start off the review, I guess. Okay. You were me. To be ruled. In the end, it will be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? A uh, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> hey, 
damn sure we'll avenge it. Dr. Banner, your work is unparalleled, and I'm a huge fan of the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster. Thanks. Oh, man, I miss the old Hulk. Like, I'm hoping that this end credit scene with Shang-Chi means that we're going to get, like, the regular Hulk now. You know what I mean? Instead of Professor Hulk. You know, I'm sure I'm not the only one here that would, that's in agreement on that one. Like, you know, I mean, I miss the big Hulk that actually, like, smashes things and stuff like that. But to start things off with that trailer, I actually wanted to ask you guys, and I'll start off with you, Debbie. Do you think that that Captain America looked authentic shooting that gun? Did he look good, like like in that scene where you see him shooting the the machine gun? Well, Steve Rogers always looks good no matter what he says. So. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go that way. I knew it. Oh, man. That was a good one, Debbie. I set you right yeah. up. Well, I knew you were going that way, Debbie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did it a lot in um, the first Avenger movie. So, good point. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a quick thing. You know what I mean? I didn't want like any kind of detailed summary on it. But what'd you think, Vincent? Did he look authentic in that scene? Um, where he the gun. I think the biggest problem with Cap in this movie is the the outfit. It was a little bit too bright and colorful. Um, so this. You know, bright and colorful outfitted character supposed to represent America firing a machine gun. I mean, it really looked out of place. Um, his later outfits with the darker tones and everything looks a lot better. And then, you know, you get a gun in his hand in those times and it's really not that big of a deal. Um, but for this one, it just seemed a little cartoony, especially with his specific outfit. Everybody else almost like makes sense in the universe, but his outfit for some reason just stands out. And it looks really bad. And then you put a gun in his hand and it's like, he's supposed to be a cartoon, but he's got a gun in his hand. And I don't know. I agree. I That's agree. The, the only reason why I wanted to ask you guys this is because as I was watching that trailer right there and I saw him do that little scene real quick with the machine gun, I was like, that does look kind of weird a little bit to me. Like, what do you think, William? Kind of like Batman in um, Flashpoint. Um it it just looked weird. It just looked yeah. out, weird and out of place. And I agree with you, Vincent. That costume was too doggone bright. That, that looked like kind of like the Batmobile in broad daylight when you saw it in Justice League Unlimited. It just don't look good. Um, well, you you so, got to remember who designed it or who had their input on it. And that was Phil, who was a huge Captain America fan. So, you know, he had his input. And I think that was like his ideal you know he was wanting captain captain america represent really represent america so i think well, i understand i understand that, that. something to do with it i understand that but he looked like a kid's cartoon with that bright blue on yeah but he did he, <laughs> he looked good <laughs> On that scene in the trailer where he hold, he has the gun. Hmm? Talking to me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I heard Doug. Uh, I mean, 
looking at him doing the gun thing, it was interesting because you're so used to seeing him with the shield, uh, especially, you know, kind of like after, uh, it, you know, in Captain America 1, the first Avenger. I mean, yes, of course, at the beginning of the film, he has guns. He's using guns a lot, and then he ends up getting the shield and ends up using that a lot. And so you're you're used to that image of Captain America using a shield. So, yeah, I can see going like a, a year or so, you know, without seeing Captain America coming back. And all of a sudden seeing him all of a sudden use a gun again, you're kind of like, uh, that looks a little weird. Yes, I can understand that. But at the same time, it's like he was so used to using guns that, you know, it was second nature to him. So I, I think it looked fine. Okay. So this is, this is, this, uh, my, my first question here, my first real question having to do with um, the initial first half of the Avengers film is one where you can feel free to, 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 to think, you know, long-term with the whole film. We're, we're going to be talking about Loki. Don't, don't feel like you can't mention stuff that happens later on in the movie. It doesn't just have to be, you know, the initial part of the film. But what did you guys think of Loki's evolution um, or Tom Hiddleston's evolution as an actor and as, as playing Loki from Thor to then going into the Avengers? And the reason why I wanted to ask that is kind of because of the fact that we just reviewed Thor the other day. Um, so, you know, going to you, William, what did you think about about that evolution kind of between the two films with Tom Hiddleston and Loki? I think he did a good job because you saw I love characters when they show a personal side to them. And Loki is, is a god and you saw a personal side come about. As he, as you saw his watch his evolution come to be, um, and, and I really did love that fact. You saw badass Loki, um, and then you saw more of a humanized Loki later on, um, and, and I loved the way that they did that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him more um, in that role when Loki comes back for that second season. But he's, but he, I mean, he's great in this movie as a villain. I think that sometimes people forget that the way. Oh yeah, he started you, off. He was a badass. He was a badass. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Ha- I'm sure everyone has their own personal opinion when it comes to ranking the different uh, enemies or whatever, or like you know, main villains of of the MCU. But I put Loki right up there on top myself. Um, you know, that's just me. But what do you think, Vincent? So I was actually thinking about this particularly while watching this movie today, in that Loki actually kind of pegs me as a child in this. Um, and in the Thor movie to a lesser extent, but really in this one, he just kind of seems whiny and complaining all the time and just like, <laughs> I need it to be my way or the highway. You guys need to kneel to me all the it just wow, dude. Like I, I I look at some of the other villains like Thanos or Killmonger or Hella, and they are so complex and so brilliant and just fun and interesting to watch, and they have confidence such too thought yeah confidence in them and thoughts and emotions and all that stuff and it's really far more interesting to watch some of those villains than it is to watch loki in this loki actually kind of he beg he pegs me as a punk and a little kid okay that's fair cyber i think think hulk knocked it out of him though man (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) god i honestly think uh, i didn't see much of an evolution from thor to Avengers Loki, to, in my opinion. I think that the whole film of Thor showed you the evolution of where he would go to become what he is in Avengers. I honestly think by the end of Thor, 
you know, when he drops, you know, Thor drops him after he's broken the Bifrost, you, that's the Loki we get to see in Avengers. At, by the end of that film, that's that one. So I think his evolution occurred in Thor, and then we see what that outcome was in Avengers. I mean, Tom Mendelsohn, he's an amazing actor. I think he's fantastic. I love him as Loki, and I think he did a fantastic job in this film. Uh, definitely, he has his whiny moments throughout the film, most definitely. Uh, but I feel that that's a part of just, you know, trying to come to grasp with what he's learned about himself. That, you know, he's a frost giant, that he's all these things, and he's trying to make something of himself because he couldn't become the king of Asgard. So, you know, it, there's so much, co- there is complexity there, but they did it through him just being a very whiny. Uh, so, you know, it, all in all, it's a really great rendition of a character and just watching his evolution, like William said, even in the Loki series, we've seen him in different aspects of his, you know, his thinking process mm-hmm. and seeing him eventually get to where he is in Loki. It's a real refreshing and great evolution of a character. And it's, it'll be fun to see what ends up, you know, turning out of it in Loki season two. Okay. Debbie. Well, William probably knows, but I'm a huge Loki Hiddleston fan. Oh, yeah. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was giving me a gunny sack. But anyways. um, (laughs) Yeah, he's whiny, but that adds to his character development over all the films. So seeing him go from this little whiny and i compare this to anakin in the prequel that's a good one Being a whiny that's a good one i mean he's not a teenager but you know still he's he's whiny he he thinks everything is owed to him but throughout the movies you know you get that great character arc and you know hillston is just a fantastic i couldn't imagine anybody else playing loki and, um, I mean, he looked like shit <laughs> when he first appears, uh, when he comes through the portal. I mean, he's super pale. He's got dark eyes. And then throughout the movie, I don't I don't know what caused that, if that was because he was in another dimension or universe or whatever. But when he, when he comes through that portal and he's kneeling down and he just slowly raises his face up, I mean, talk about a pure evil look i mean that was just fantastic i that still gives me chills even though i've seen that movie about twenty thousand times but yeah great character great character arc throughout the whole series if he wasn't go ahead if he wasn't so much for himself he would be a good anti-hero but he's too much for himself to be that He's too driven in his own goals to be an anti-hero. He's he's always going to be evil, but he would be a he would be a pretty good anti-hero. I think in the Loki series, he's kind of reached into that anti-hero yeah. aspect of himself, as opposed to just being a villain, pretty much the whole time. I thought you saw that in the last episode. Uh, yeah, especially in the last episode. Yeah, I thought you saw yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, because he was the one who was actually intelligent enough to re- or, or smart enough to realize it was not a good idea to go ahead and kill Kang. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, and you know, not that I want to get into it all, you know, I don't want to get too off topic, but I think that Sylvie was, was excellent at Loki. 
I think that she's got a bright future in the MCU. I really do. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens, of course. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we'll have to see how it pans out. But most definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, most definitely. I agree yeah. with you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like Loki goes, I think that. Um, it, it's he said he said such a like a, a, a mate he said such a, a an impact across the MCU that it's hard to not bring up some of the other stuff that he's done and whatnot. But he's great as a villain. Like Debbie said, he's menacing looking when he comes out of that portal. Like really, like he looks like you know he looks more crazy and like evil <laughs> than Woody Harrelson looked as Carnage in Venom Two. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that's that's unfortunate for Venom too, but um. So basically, what did you guys think to to, to try to go back in time, if you can remember, what were your thoughts when you initially saw these trailers for the Avengers back in the day before we actually my, got the film? My original thing is why the hell did they pick Hawkeye? <laughs> I've never I've never been a Hawkeye fan. Never ever 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 been a Hawkeye fan. Never. Ever, he's different than Green Arrow. Green Arrow is a little bit of a different character. I've never liked Hawkeye. Now, when it comes to Ronan, oh, you, I'm on all day bringing Ronan into play. But Hawkeye, particularly when they had him, when he, everybody was suiting up and stuff, they put on the he throw us got the hammer. Cap goes get his, his stuff. You got Iron Man with his suit. Fool, come out with his bow, bro, <laughs> bro, really. Really? We supposed to think that you're an intimidating figure because you have a bow? Get the heck out of here, man. That's the thing that made me angry. Why Hawkeye? I know why you, you had to do it if you were going to do it right. But at the same point, I would have taken anybody else over Hawkeye. Anybody else. Well, he's been a good sport, Jeremy Renner has, when he's going on Saturday Night Live and everything, and they've made fun of him. And like, You know he sucked. You know Hawkeye sucked. <laughs> he knows it, but if it's Ronin, oh, I'm on top of all day. Ronin is I love the man. Ronin. I love Ronin is the man. I want to. I'm trying to get as many years out of my Ronin Halloween costume as possible. I'm yes, trying, you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. I'm going, I'm going on Halloween three, going on this year with my Ronin costume, and I don't care. I'm going to keep using it. But that, but that's my own. That's my only complaint. That's always been my only complaint, really, about the Avengers, is. Uh, I, I get it because he, he is one of the original in the comics and you have to have his relationship with Blackwood. I understand all that. I get it, but if it was just anybody else. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Steve from Bumble. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Cyber, what do you think, man? Cyber. Same same question what? to you, man. Same question to you. What were your thoughts on the tra- on the trailers when you first saw them back in the day? Uh, I only remember seeing one trailer uh, in theaters, and that was the one that they showed after they had shown Cap um, Captain America one. And uh, I had never seen this trailer that you just showed, so it was weird oh. hearing all that music during oh, it. Wow. That that was like just strange to me. But anyways, oh, wow. I mean, from that, that the first trailer I saw was kind of like, it was like that preview, basically, of what it was. And I was, like, all excited uh, to see it. 
I mean, because if you think about it, that first trailer really, really focuses, you know, on Cap, Thor, Iron Man, and Black Widow, you know, or, or Bruce Banner, I should say. Uh, you really don't see that Hawkeye's in it. You don't see, you know, Loki really, or any of the other figures that we see in the film. Even, you know, Fury, I, you barely see in that little trailer. Uh, so, I mean, I was still ecstatic, you know, super ecstatic to see the characters they did show. And be like, I can't wait to see this next year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. Uh, and, you know, watching this new one, the watching this one I've never seen before, I, it made me even more excited for this movie again, even after just watching yesterday. So, you know, I have it in the background playing. So that's, you know, that's how excited it made me. Excellent. Um, that's what we like to hear. Debbie, what were, do you remember uh, uh, when you first saw the Avengers trailers? Man, y'all know what she gonna say. Y'all know what she gonna, y'all know what she gonna now, say. Now, I'm gonna disappoint you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Because, I'm ready. Um, I didn't watch Marvel movies. What? Mm-mm. What? No, I, really? It wasn't until maybe four or five years ago, my oldest son, who is a huge Marvel fan, and uh, I mean, he just kept begging me, "Mom, you got, you're gonna love him. You gotta go see him." So I didn't even see him originally in theaters. Wow. So, uh, so watching this trailer, that's probably the first time I've ever seen it in the movie. Wow. Really. threw me off i was like what the hell's that (laughs) uh but (laughs) i'm so embarrassed but yeah i I didn't (laughs) the original uh toby mcguire movies Mm. um and i i remember watching the incredible hulk and i hated it because i didn't like uh what's his face as hulk but um yeah and i i remember watching those but when Iron Man and all those came out, I yeah, I wasn't watching them. So wow, don't hate that. You know what? That's I'm, I'm I mean that that's why it's it's good to have. It's nice to have different opinions on this stuff because this is why I wanted to ask about the trailer because you never know what you're going to hear from people about this stuff. So right. nothing wrong with that, Debbie. I mean, at the end of the day, like we always like we've talked about multiple times here, Cyber and I on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. It doesn't matter if you have a comic book background or like something like that or whatever. If you're an MCU fan, you're an MCU fan. We're all equal. We're all, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're, the, the, nobody's better than anybody else or anything like that. If you're an MCU fan, you're an MCU fan. That's it. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's the, that's the fraternity it's, itself. That's the fandom. But Vincent, how about you, man? So I was semi into movies around this time. Um, I think, you know, I'd seen the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi ones. I'd seen the X-Men movies, and I was excited about those. And then Tony Stark, the Iron Man movie, first one came out. And at the end of it, you know, Director Fury comes out, and he's talking about the Avengers initiative. And that right there sparked something in me that got me excited about the future of movies. Yeah, Um, boy. Because I, I don't think in movie history, anything like this has really ever been done, where they bring people from multiple movies into the same one together as a team, playing the same character as they were before. You've had things like Freddy versus Jason, which was like, oh, okay, we have two different franchises, but nothing like 
you know, the four, five, six different characters coming from four different movies, bringing them into one. And so when the trailers for this dropped, I had never been more excited for anything in my life. You know, I grew up with watching Spider-Man, the cartoons, uh, the Batman cartoons, uh, um, X-Men cartoons. And in those, every now and then you'd get, you know, a Captain America cameo or a, a Hulk cameo or maybe the entire mm-hmm. Avengers or the X-Men would cross over entirely into Spider-Man mm-hmm. or something like that. And now all of a sudden we were going to get to see this in live action on the big screen. Yep. My mind just started racing and I couldn't imagine a better scenario than what came out with this movie. Well, I don't know if you any of you guys have ever watched any of the trailer reaction videos of people watching this these trailers on YouTube. Uh, people were going crazy when this, these trailers came out, like over this Avengers film. I know I was. I mean, I was I, losing it. And can I say one more thing? It was my first introduction to the woman that I love more than any more than any other woman in the world, Scarlett Johansson. My <laughs> first, my very first time ever seeing Scarlett Johansson. I'd never seen her before in my life until that trailer hit. And when that trailer hit, that was it for me. That was it. You were like, that's definitely Black Widow. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can have your Scar Joe. I want Colby Smolders, who plays Maria Hill. Bro, I am mad at you. I am mad, bro. I am mad at you. I am mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Colby Smolders, and that actually leads me right into my next question, which were, what are what's everybody's initial thoughts on um, the opening scene with Shield, where Loki does come through the the portal, um, and then we we kind of. We see Shield united for the first time, like as an entire team, kind of. Um, what what were all of your initial thoughts on the Shield impact of things of this film? Going to you, Cyber. Impacts of Shield. Uh, I mean, it, it was nice seeing you know this for the first time, getting to see Shield in its full fold. We get to see them, uh, you know, working together. You get to see the, the Helicarrier. You get to see kind of like how they do things. Uh, Coulson, of course, is always fun and a joy to see. We got to originally first see him in Thor, of course. Uh, so having him come back was really fun. And, uh, I mean, it, it was just interesting to see, like, what Nick Fury was dealing with as being a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And kind of like that, how he went into that one room there and he's talking to all these different people around that big screen thing. And, you know, they're they're kind of like telling him what to do, but yet he's not really doing what they're saying. He's He's giving them... You know, basically, words saying, "Okay, yeah, sure," and the, and doing something completely different. So, I mean, it, it was a nice dynamic to actually get that whole shield thing into effect. You know, really before they really delved even more into it in the uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know, because we really got a lot of you know of that. Really of there, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of shield and you know Hydra in that one even more. And so, I thought that this was a nice kind of like introduction to that, giving us this. Uh, you know, take on who Shield is and kind of let us know. Oh, we're going to explore this a little bit more later down the road. Okay, Debbie. Um, I thought it was interesting, but and, and I always thought this throughout the series, but especially this movie. Um, you can tell that Shield is really not a cohesive 
company or whatever you want to call them organization, because, you know, any chance he gets Fury is telling him, you know, screw you, I'm going to do it my way. And you can always tell that the council or board, there's just that underlying sneakiness, snarky, like something else is going on, which, you know, later on we do find out that, you know, some of them are, well, the president, Robert Redford is, um, you know, Hydra. So they were never really too cohesive as an organization because there was so many underlying things going going on, but it was great to see. I mean, I, I like shield. I love the show, the TV series. <clears throat> so I loved seeing Phil Coulson and I just think he's just adorable. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody does. Everybody does. William, what about you, man? Those are your initial thoughts on how this, how the movie kind of starts off with Shield, and then what we get with Shield right off the bat with Nick Fury. Shield has had such a big following in the comics, and it was sort of kind of nice to see them portrayed in the movies. We saw it in First Captain America, uh, and we also see it here. You also see that real life made to order on the big screen right there. And I loved it. Um, it definitely showed that while Debbie is right, um, most of the time they are an incohesive unit, but you saw they existed and they got some work done. They got some things done. Um, you saw Nick Fury be brought to life. You saw Marie Hill be brought to life. Uh, and, and I think it's just great because they had such a big comic book following. I just want to make sure that when they got to the big screen, they were done right. And they were. So you got to give props out to uh, Marvel for that. And the shield is rock. They it is ain't look shield rocks. I just can't wait to see sword. You need to stop messing around and give me sword. Vincent. Yeah, so I like the presence of shield in this one because it really starts to finally give us something that we've been teased with ever since uh probably the first Iron Man, really. Um where every now and then somebody would pop in and say that they're from shield and then they'd give you, you know, the, the long name or whatever. And so you're finding out a little bit more about this kind of weird secret government owned organization. And then all of a sudden, right in the very beginning of this one, you find out just the scope of how many people there are, how much money they have, what they can do. Um, and it's, it's kind of intimidating because the government in this world has so much power and they're keeping it from everybody. You know, it's not like shield was an, an open organization like the FBI or the CIA or something like that. They are just shield. They're hidden from the world, but they have these massive facilities, tons and tons of military presence and these huge helicarriers. And um, like, what do you call the, the wing jets? I think they're called Quinjets. Uh, Quinjets. Quinjet. Thank you. And they are, and just, you know, probably an insane amount of money, you know, that helicarrier, probably a billion dollars at least. And so a billion, a billion each. And what are you kidding yeah. me? How about, how about 50 billion? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably around there. And um, then Loki comes along and he destroys an entire facility of theirs, almost kills three of our main characters right up front with Maria Hill and, um, Fury and they he takes over the minds of Dr. Selvig, he takes over the mind of Hawkeye, mm. um, and he establishes that he's actually a threat 
right there at the beginning because of how big the shield facilities and the numbers of people and whatnot that they have is. I think it's a great opening. Another reason Hawkeye sucks. He got mind control. Another reason why he sucks. <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask you. That's, that's the next thing I wanted to ask you was, William, since you're talking already, I'll go ahead and go to you. What did you think of 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 Hawkeye and Selvig like going under Loki's trance? Is, is that was what stone is that? That's in the that's in the um that's, that's in the, the mind stone. That's the mind stone. Mind stone. So what did you think about that when they went ahead and did that whole deal with the with the scepter and putting them under control? It it made him look even weaker than what he already was. I mean, he didn't try to fight it. He didn't try. He just got he just got mind zapped. He didn't try to fight it. He didn't try to do anything. It just happened. And when it happened, that was it. And it wasn't <laughs> weak, just really weak. And again, I'm going to ask the question, why Hawkeye? Hey, I love Hawkeye, man. Hawkeye's my guy. So I'm going to stand up. You can have him. You can have him. I'm going to stand up for Hawkeye every day. <laughs> Vincent, are you still there? He's having an issue with his camera. I think he's oh, still okay. there, though. Anyways, Cyber, what about you, man? <coughs> Is he drinking chocolate milk? No, eggnog. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> eggnog is good. I love it. <laughs> it is good. Uh, <laughs> what was the question again? About what, what you know, when when Loki comes out and he uses the scepter to go ahead and like take take my mind control of Hawkeye and Selvig and everything and whatnot. What'd you think of that happening to Hawkeye like that right off the the bat in the movie? Weak. I mean, yeah, I I would have to agree with William there. You know that it, that was kind of sucky to begin with. You know, right off the bat, that happening. Uh, you know, we only had a little bit of imagery of Hawkeye in Thor. You know, we got, we saw him up in his peep, you know, for a moment, mm -hmm. and we saw a little bit of banter in here and there. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, we we get him again, you know, he's supposed to be kind of like a main forefront character, and all of a sudden, he's taken over right by Loki right away, and you're just like, mm -hmm. what? Like, what? Like, why is Jeremy Render's character getting, so, you know, beat up so bad, you know what I mean? And so, like, it, it, it just, it. It's too bad that he, you know, majority of the film, he's under that spell. And then finally he gets knocked out of it by Natasha, you know, halfway through the film. And you're happy to see that that happens. And I think that's what makes the line in Age of Ultron, you know, th his best line ever when he's like, oh, done the mind control thing. Not again. <laughs> you know, it, that that's just really fantastic line. And uh, but I mean, yeah, both of them being taken over right away. I. I kind of was like, ah, that kind of sucks because we're not going to really see them much except for, you know, a little bit under mind control. So I, I thought it was, a, you know, an interesting aspect to try for the film. But at the same time, I didn't care too much for it. Well, changing gears um, and taking into consideration that we're just talking about the first half of it, Avengers. So when we talk about the Hulk, we're just talking about Bruce Banner before he mm -hmm. hulks out. Mm -hmm. Right before that. So, you know, uh, going to you, Debbie, um, what were your first impressions on the new Bruce Banner in the MCU in Ruffalo becoming the Hulk as a when you first saw him? Like, what were your thoughts? I like Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I, I didn't have any problem. I like him better than Ed Norton because I just, I just could not stand Ed Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> Sorry, William. <laughs> 
Um, oh I didn't so much like the uh, Smart Hulk or whatever the hell they did Prof- with him at Pro- the Professor end. Professor Hulk. Yeah. I, Professor Hulk. I, I wasn't a big fan of that, but um, otherwise, yeah, I liked him definitely better than Ed Norton. <laughs> of course. My, most definitely. my oldest son would probably smack me for that. <laughs> That was okay for me. I thought he was all right as the Hulk. I'll be honest. I've I've always said for what you gave him back then, Ed Norton was he was good for what you gave him for what that movie for what you have for that movie. Your special effects back then wasn't what they are today. Um, The writing back then wasn't is not what it is today. So for what you gave him, I thought he did. You know, I thought he did okay job. Yeah, that's true, Vincent. What'd you think, man? I love Ed Norton. Uh, well, I love Ed Norton as a Hulk too, but I also love Mark Ruffalo uh, even more. Um, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, like he really brings something else to the table. Upon the first viewing of this, I was a little skeptical because, you know, I liked Ed Norton so much. I thought he was amazing in, in a lot of movies and I think he would have been great as Bruce Banner going forward. But, you know, as usually these people have an ego and so they cause themselves to lose out on roles and whatnot as he did. And then they gave it to Mark Ruffalo, which I had only ever seen him in like two movies before that. And they were both like chick flick love interest type movies. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I don't really understand it, but maybe he'll be good. I don't know. I'll give him a chance. And then they get to the line where he says, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. And if you go back and rewatch the movie with that in mind, you really get to see him put that through his performance. And that was the moment for me where I went, you know what? You're amazing. I want you as the Hulk from now on. Cyber. I enjoyed him as the Hulk. I, I don't see anybody else playing the Hulk, even at, you know after he took over the mantle from Ed Norton. Uh, you know, just like everyone else says, I, I've enjoyed uh, Ed Norton. I think he's a great actor. I think he did a decent job with what he had, like William was saying, with the first Incredible Hulk film. And, uh, you know, for the time, yeah, for 2008, that was the best CGI and best story writing they had. And because at that time, too, don't forget, that was when Paramount and Universal Mm -hmm. was still a huge part of the whole franchise and not giving it to Marvel yet. Once Marvel got it, we can see that whole new evolution of the Hulk, and that's what we got with Ruffalo. And there's something about Ruffalo that is just very endearing about him as when he's himself, when he's the Bruce Banner character. And so I think that's another reason why so many people love Ruffalo as Bruce, because you do get that complexity between the Hulk when he's the big green monster and from Bruce Banner. And Ruffalo did a good job of bringing that to life and giving us a little bit of a different iteration than, say, like Bill Bixby or Ed Norton's version in his Hulk film. So I really enjoyed Ruffalo as as Hulk, and I can't wait to see him do more. Can I add something? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Debbie. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned Bill Bixby. <clears throat> I grew up on that Hulk. Me too. So, yeah. Uh, and Mark, for me, he really reminds me of Bill Bixby's Bruce Banner. And I think that's probably why I like him a lot more than Ed Norton. God, Debbie, I wish you would have kept the Hulk's original music. Then. <laughs> I did like that they put that in the Incredible Hulk because they had that like uh, they had that music in there. Yep. So it's just real short, but you caught it. Well, William, to kind of 
trying to change the question up a little bit. Um, taking into consider into consideration the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, just based off the Avengers film, did you like what Ruffalo did with Bruce Banner? Did you did you feel like it worked? Yeah, yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked. He's an ex- he's an excellent actor. Um, nine times out of ten, Marvel's not going to let you down when it comes to casting. Nine times out of ten, um, they know what they're doing, and I, I, I liked him. Um, I like Ruffalo in that role. Um, I think he's better than Norton, but for that time period, I thought Norton was was okay. Um, g- you know, given what he was working with, but Ruffalo is the better of the two. Most definitely, he's better of the two. Um, and I, it, and the only thing with Norton that gets me, he's like Ray Fisher before Ray Fisher. I mean, <laughs> bruh, you yeah. quit. You, you your your ego killed it. He could have been the Hulk right now. And his ego killed it. Just like Ray Fisher could have been cyborg. What you do, you're excommunicating him. Go figure. So William already touched on Black Widow. <coughs> what were y'all's thoughts on the initial scenes with Black Widow where we see her being interrogated and then she goes to go ahead and recruit Bruce Banner and everything? Um, Debbie, what what did you what were your, your your general thoughts upon like you know those scenes with Black Widow and with Scarlett Johansson? You know, did you enjoy them? Were they, were they effective for you? I loved her scene with the the interrogation scene. Um, I I thought it was hilarious because you know she's playing these guys the whole time. She's getting because she has the way of getting information without acting like she's getting information um yeah i thought i thought she was great i love scarlett johansson yes <laughs> yes Fiber? me too me too <laughs> uh that introduction you know her being interrogated was kind of an interesting way to uh first approach her in the film to bring her into the film uh you know versus how they introduced her in iron man 2 uh, I, I thought it was interesting that they brought her in and she's actually on assignment. I thought that was a cool aspect of the film. I really enjoyed that. And I like that, you know, you're at first you're not sure, but then all of a sudden when she get when she gets the phone call from Colson, then you all figure it out and you're like, Oh, okay, she is on assignment. She's duping these guys and they don't realize it. And just like her expressions in that whole scene were really fun and just that classic black widow mentality and, and that's that knowledge she was taught how to get information from people. And I just, I thought it was a really good homage to the Black Widow comic books and just, you know, showing a, a really interesting aspect of what Black Widow is capable of doing. Okay. Okay. William? I kind of thought, I also kind of liked the fact you showed in that movie, there was one scene when Cat threw her up to catch a ride with, with, um, the, um, I'm going to can't remember right now. Sorry. But when she talked, she caught the route with Satari. You sort of kind of saw that she has some of that super soldier serum. I'm not going to call it that per se, but normally when she caught that ride, it would have ripped a normal human's arm off, but it did nothing to her. So you, you sort of kind of saw um, a, 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 a small snippet of what she can, of what she can do. Um, you don't get to see everything she does entirely like she does in the comic books. Oh my gosh, she's amazing in the comic books. But um, yeah, you do see some a little bit of what she can do there, how strong she can truly be. Um, and, and I liked her in that role. Um, it's just a shame she ain't gonna do it no more. 
<laughs> it's just a shame, man. It's just a shame. Money is the root of all evil. All right, check this out. I'm going to go ahead and drop the other Avengers trailer real quick just to give everybody a breather and whatnot. So here we go. You were made to be ruled. In the end, Will be every man for himself. What do we do? We get ready. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? No offense, but I don't play well with others. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away, what are you? A uh, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. <laughs> can't protect the earth you can be damn sure we'll avenge it dr banner your work is unparalleled and i'm a huge fan of the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster thanks That was, a, that was a different trailer, wasn't it? No, yeah, there were some very... 100%. It was, it was very that, similar, that, but there was some minor differences in there. So it was different. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, different music altogether, too. Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, I saw a lot of common scenes. I'm like, for a minute there, I thought for, for a second it was the same trailer. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, basically... When we when we get we already talked about the the helicarrier the shield helicarrier and the, and that initial aspect of um, Bruce Banner and Captain America kind of coming together with Black Widow. What I wanted to ask you guys was, and I'll start with you, William. What did you think of the initial synergy between the characters as they started to formulate the Avengers? You know what I mean? Like in, in, in the first couple of um, instances in the film that you see them starting to kind of mingle with each other on like the helipad and then when Thor and Iron Man skirmish and like throw down, you know what I mean? And Cap jumps in and kind of like, you know, splits them up and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, even, even going on beyond that <clears throat> back on the helicarrier, what did you think of the initial chemistry between the team before the final battle? I thought it was going to take a, I thought it was going to be a work in progress because everybody was so different on that team. Um, you look at, you look at Thor, God, you look, you look at Iron Man, um, everything, everything that he is, you look at Cap, everything that he is, everybody is so different. 
I thought it was going to be a work in progress to make that thing gel together. Um, but they did it. But I, I kind of figured it would be a work in progress, so to speak, because they were so different as characters and so different as people. Um, similar to Justice League and or any great team, it takes a minute for things to gel and for everybody to get on the same page. But once you get there, it's a beautiful thing. So you kind of figured that it was going to work out. I didn't think it would work out to the effect of the movies we got. Cause this thing has been going on for a long time, but yeah, it it worked it worked out to be a beautiful thing. Vincent, same question to you. And then on top of that, do you feel like they pulled it off? Like the actors and actresses like pulled off that initial chemistry when they did like come together for the first couple times? Yeah, I think initially, like their initial coming together was it was um fun to watch at least, like with Cap introducing himself to Bruce Banner and then them having that <clears throat> moment on the top of the deck of the helicarrier where they're like, you're going to put me in a cylindrical tube underwater pressurized. That's not a good idea. And then they realize that the helicarrier is about to fly. You know, I love that moment between the two of them. I also love when uh, Loki is making the crowd kneel and Cap shows up and they get in a fight and then Iron Man comes in and like the two of them stand off like with Loki, you know, that's a great moment between them. And so there's some little moments sprinkled in where you get to see that they can be a cohesive group. And then of course you have that big kind of clash after uh, black widow realizes that Loki's trying to manipulate <clears throat> Hulk's mind. Um, and so that one kind of brought you back to reality where, Oh, right. Yeah. These people don't know each other. They haven't spent time with each other. They're not exactly friends yet. So, Yeah. Cyber. Uh, the dynamics, uh, it, it like William said, it was a you know work in progress, most definitely, because all of these people are used to their own battles. They're used to being on their own. They're used to the people they are around already that they've worked with. So bringing them together, all these giant egos trying to work them together makes a huge you know difference. It's like basically almost getting you know making a tongue bong go off. So, I mean, the fact that they were able to get them to work at all, you know, versus like when, you know, Nick Fury decides, oh, I'm going to, you know, with Coulson's death, let's show the playing cards with blood on them that he had him in his pocket to get them to unite finally and to work together. And so that's kind of, you know, how everything kind of encompasses itself through the movie, the very beginning of the film. They're all very much at odds, but as the movie grows together, they actually encompass each other and become united. Debbie? I totally agree with everybody. Um, I mean, even though they do come together somewhat, I mean, you know, you still have some of the pairs that still butt heads and uh, especially Iron Man and well, the ones with egos, let's say, uh, <laughs> Thor and um, Iron Man, um, Iron Man and everybody, I guess, but because he tends <laughs> to rub people the wrong way. But, you know, it, it just, I was amazed at how Marvel made, or not made them, but it was able to have them come together in such a short time because like William, I thought maybe it would take more than just one movie 
to have them come together. Right. I mean, it, it does take them a while to find their groove and really come together as a group, but to have them come together as quickly as they did, you know, that was some pretty good shit. So. You, you you showed it showed that despite the egos when it, when you had to do it you had to do it and that's what they did they got together and, and they did and they did that thing um and like I say I did anybody here expect that franchise to run as long as it did or as long no. as it has I should no. say no, I, I didn't think it I, I didn't never, think that it never would have occurred to me that it was going to end I never if if you if, when we watched this the first Avengers film when I saw it. I was literally in awe of what I was watching. Like literally, I can remember what it was like to watch this movie the first time and me just being like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, like they're actually doing this. Like this is actually the Avengers on screen. Like, like Vincent said, live action. You know what I mean? Like you've got to be kidding me. This isn't even like this. It was surreal to me when I watched it at first. Like I swear, I remember, I can remember it. I watched it with my daughter when she was little and my dad and my mom, and we all watched it with the surround sound and everything and whatnot in front of the big screen, you know, like the old st- the old style big screen. You know what I mean? Like not the oh, yeah. not a flat screen, but the big screen. And um, yeah, like I mean, I was pumped. I was like jacked. Especially, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to get too far ahead, but especially during the final battle scenes, that that final that final battle is like what what did we figure out out it was cyber like forty minutes almost. That final battle? Yeah, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Like, you want to talk about something that was like a game changer for film? Well, like, of course, the whole concept of the movie was a game changer. Like, no one had ever done anything like the Avengers. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, when did you ever see a 45-minute action scene before, until the Avengers? It it was a precursor for so much. It really so was. Much. Yeah. And, and I feel like it's important to bring this up. And anybody can jump in on this if you want to. Just go on the video. If you want anything to say, that's fine. But jump in if you want to. I feel like this movie almost needs to be separated and put in its own class. Like you can't mix it up with the rest of the Avengers films and try to like compare them or contrast them. Because I feel like this movie was the introduction. It, it was it was something that was being done for the first time, and no, you had no way of knowing how how really at the end of the day if it would work or not work or whatever. It was a chance that they took. Marvel Studios wasn't was didn't have the golden touch back then, you know. Like they were they were they, they were new to the game. Facts. So, you know, like it was make or break for them. That movie failed. They were done. Like that was it. That would that would have been the end of the MCU right there. That would have been it. They would not have made more movies if that movie had failed. I can tell you that right now. You know, so what does anybody have anything to opine on that? Just the originality of this film and how it stands out. It should stand out. I agree. I think Joss Whedon did an amazing job with this. Um yep, given the reins of such a gamble. You know, these people were like, yeah, let's make this epic blockbuster where we tie, you know, four movies in to each other. And then maybe we'll continue it after there. You know, they threw in that little Easter egg at the end with with Thanos showing up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that point for me, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, Thanos will probably be the next bad guy then, right? No, we don't get Thanos for another two more Avengers movies. And then that one, he wins the damn thing. And so you're like, oh, okay, we have to have one more. 
And you're like, how long is the show going to go on for? And then you're like, okay, well, you know, that Avengers where we bring everybody together, that's got to be the one where they end it, right? And then maybe they'll start over with a new cast or anything. They're continuing it still. Yep. Yep. And I want to say, too, and I want to say, too, to to back up Vincent on this point, it did something that a lot of movies don't do. The bad guy won. You don't see that a lot in a superhero movie or superhero movies. The bad guy won. The bad guy got over. It wasn't long, but he got over. Avengers Infinity War to me is the same as Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yep. I agree. Wholehearted. Go ahead, Debbie. Well, I'll I'll just say this. Whoever did the casting for Marvel. Sarah Finn. I mean, she needs to be paid a billion dollars because all it takes is one person to not be casted in the right role to totally throw off the chemistry that they had in that movie. It just takes one person to throw that all off in that movie does not work. So kudos to her. You know, boy, don't even get me started on Brie Larson. Boy, don't even get me started on Brie. Ooh, wee, that's a whole different show. We can take this another two hours. Don't get me started on Brie. Don't get me started on Brie. Should have just thrown Brie in the first Avengers film. I mean, she's no, 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 no. You, you do not give her that. No, 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 no. Uh, uh. Brie don't deserve all that. Everybody else. Like she her. was all right. I mean, she's not my favorite. Mm, you know, I can take her or leave her. But there was a reason why she got that that limited part she did in the last Avengers movie. Cause don't nobody like her. <laughs> I regard- don't nobody like her. Cyber, you to add to this? Uh, nothing about uh, Brie Larson. Uh, we don't want to go another six hours. Uh, no, but but you. you, you just overall, I mean, you know, encompassing the Avengers, you know, as a whole, like we've talked about, you know, throughout the night so far, you know, if this film did fail, that probably would have been the end of the MCU. And then we wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't be talking about Brie Larson. We'd be talking about Black Panther. We'd be talking about all these other characters that we've gone through. You know, the Avengers really was this tentpole for the for the MCU to continue. It really was. Because it was the culmination of the those first four films, like we've said. The first two Iron Man's Thor and Captain America 1. That really started this whole franchise. They're the ones that were those, you know, those starting points for the MCU. Which brought us to the Avengers. And then the Avengers is what finally gave us what, you know, what we've seen now. what we're Where we're at. We're, you know, coming up to the Eternals now. You know, so I mean... Like, you know, like William and Vincent have said, you know, yeah, this franchise has one of the first films where a villain does succeed. A villain does succeed against superheroes, against, you know, these mighty heroes who are supposed to always win, as they do in the comic books most of the time. You know, you very rarely see them lose. And so having that happen really was another giant tentpole, you know, into this franchise as well. So... I think the Avengers is a very massive, huge, uh, big connection in the MCU as a whole. What about the culture? What about the the impact on the film industry itself? 
and the culture overall that the Avengers had, Vincent? Well, it's obviously taking the entire direction of the film industry uh, with it. Because you have like, you know, Flashpoint, for example, which is coming out this uh, 2022 or 2023. 2023. Um, that's basically doing the exact same thing that the Avengers are going to be doing from going forward, whether you blame Scarlet Witch or Kang the Conqueror or Lady Loki or whoever else. They're resetting the timeline. They're changing the timeline. They're making it so everything is canon while they're also like resetting it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um so it's it's obvious that Marvel's had a huge impact on the filmmaking industry. And then you also have like um, the Dark Universe was trying to be made where they did like the mummy and uh, Dracula and Frankenstein and they'd bring them all together at some point. And then they also have the Godzilla, King Kong, Kaiju verse where they're trying to bring a whole bunch of different Kaiju things together. You know, those are all ideas that sparked directly from the Avengers. Debbie? What was the question again? <laughs> what, about the, what about the cultural impact and the impact on the film industry that the Avengers had? I what can't. are your thoughts on, on the, the, that whole perspective that the Avengers, you know, really had a, a major influence and impact on cinema and on the, the film industry after it came out? Well, I mean, it, something this big had never been done before, as far as I know. I mean, uh, Vincent was talking about, you know, like the dark monster movies and um, which didn't go anywhere. But, you know, this this is such a huge, huge thing that Marvel did. And yeah, it's a it's affected a lot. I mean, it hasn't been seen before. Um, I was I'm definitely surprised at how long what was it 11 years that it took to come to the climax of uh end game and then even to continue on because now they're bringing in new characters you got your tv shows or disney plus shows that are going to bring in even more characters that'll probably lead i assume to more movies and maybe another ensemble cast Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if Marvel can strike gold twice. Good point. And there's, and there's so many ways um, to jump on uh, Debbie, what she was saying, uh, kind of back her up a little bit. There's so many different ways you could take this now because what they did, they brought a difference in casting and storytelling. They took that casting and storytelling to, to another level. And now you could take that same formula and you can bring in the other Avengers. You can bring in the Young Avengers. You can bring in the West Coast Avengers if you wanted to and probably get by. Those would be some new characters you can bring to the game. Um, there's so much that you can do uh, with the Avengers as a franchise. Um, it, it, it's just amazing that one movie spawned all this, all this, and you can make an and you can make a case that I'm not gonna sit here and say it spawned Disney Plus, but it spawned a lot of the success because of Marvel. Cyber, on 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 anything you have on this topic, and at the same time, Sarah Finn's casting 
overall, not just in Avengers, but 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 in the Avengers, of course, but but overall in the MCU. We've talked about this before. It's just excellent. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I feel that every casting choice she's made has been really wise, really well selected, and has been an asset to the MCU. Uh, there has not been so far, I feel, really any bad casting uh, choice of, at all in any of the films. And I think that she has a really great wide range of knowing what to look for. And I think that was one of MCU's smartest choices to pick her to do that casting choices. Because that right there is your one of your first successes is if your person that casts your characters in your franchise actually gets the casting correct, that's what's going to produce great films and what's going to keep you rolling for years down the road. And so she is a huge asset. And just like uh, Debbie had said earlier, she should be given, you know, a million dollars for how amazing she is. Uh, But uh, as what everyone else was talking about, just like the Avengers being this huge, you know, you know, huge influence on a lot of things over the years. Yes, most definitely. I feel I feel even it has influenced the DCU itself. I mean, Shazam itself, I feel, is probably the first DCEU film that I feel was very uh very similar to a MCU film like the concept of it the look of it the the whole concept of it was very MCU like so i feel dc is starting to catch on and that you know that influence from the avengers is what kind of is starting to push dc in the right direction i mean from you know what we've seen in you know future developments of films coming out for the dc you can see that they're starting to see what Marvel that magic is and what's giving going to give them that boost they need to be as successful as the MCU has become. So, yes, the Avengers really was a huge temple for a lot of things and a lo- and big incentive for a lot of different companies and films as well, you know, since this came out almost 10 years ago now. Does anybody else have anything else to add to that conversation? No, we're good. Okay, well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna all right, that's the end of part one review of the Avengers. We're gonna go ahead and jump into I'm gonna play the the new Batman trailer. And we're gonna react to the new Batman trailer and I'm gonna get everybody's thoughts on our new Robert Pattinson Batman and whether or not it works or doesn't work. I guess we'll see. And then we've also got the Black Adam teaser trailer as well from the DC fandom. Right. 
and brothers to match. I can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance.
never seen the likes of it before. Having done James Bond for 10 years, four films, nothing compares to this. I play Hawkman. Cyclone. Adam Smasher. Dr. Fate. Leading the whole charge is Dwayne Johnson. He's more brutal, uncompromising, fueled by the depths of his pain. He's Black Adam. Black Adam. DC Fandom, and hello to everyone watching around the world. I am so excited right now to be here and to talk to you about the man in black himself, Black Adam. Now, as you guys know, this character, this film, this universe has been a gigantic passion project of mine for a very long time. And I have worked so hard, worked these hands, these calluses, my fingers to the bone on this project because it's the kind of project that I know comes along once in a lifetime. And the truth is, I was born to play Black Adam. Now, we've just started the post-production process, which is so exciting. And the film has, without question, some of the biggest action sequences I have ever been a part of. And I am so proud and excited of our incredible team who are working away to create breathtaking, holy shit, scenes that I know you're really going to love. Now, even though we're still working away, this is DC Fandom. So I felt like I had to bring you guys just a little something special. Now, you know me, guys, and you know, I always like to say that you, the audience, the people, you guys are my number one boss. So I got together with my director, Jauma Colette Sarah, and we put together a little glimpse of one of the opening scenes of the movie when Black Adam is first revealed. Now, what you're gonna see here is why the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. I hope you enjoy this very first look at the man in black himself, Black Adam.
yo, that shit is on fire, dog. Like, seriously, man. Oh, my God. I'm telling you right now. Like, I'm not, it didn't give me chills, but, like, it wasn't enough to give me chills. But, damn, that's a good-ass teaser, man. I'll tell you right now. You want to compare teasers like that compared to the Eternals teaser that came out a couple months back? Jesus Christ. What a difference. I'm a wrestling fan, and uh, I've been a wrestling fan the majority of my life. And um, I did agree with The Rock when he did say he was born to play that role. Um, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. And Black Adam is such a complex character. Oh, I think that he can pull that off. I really think he can. And he said something interesting. I think he said it last week. Uh, for what I read, he said there's no way Superman can beat Black Adam. I said, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I just opened up the table. Let's here. go. Let's go. Let's make Tyler. Where you at? Let's make this thing happen, dog. Let's make <laughs> it happen. What are your? What's everybody's thoughts on the Black Adam teaser? Is this the first time any of you guys saw it? First time I saw it. What'd you think, Cyber? I, I mean, it looks interesting. I mean, it it's very similar to me. It makes me think of Shazam. I'm sorry. I, I'm sure Black Adam is very different than Shazam. Uh, I'm not b- very familiar with him as a comic book uh, or in the comics or all like that. From my understanding, he's in a villain, correct? Or is he an anti-villain, something like that? No, he's a villain. Uh, he's a villain, okay. Uh, so this, this, that right there interests me the most, that it's a villain character and, you know, The Rock is playing a villain. That actually kind of makes it interesting to me that he's playing a villain character because we're so used to seeing him play heroes in the mo- majority of the films that he's in. So this will be interesting to see him play Black Adam and see just what this character is all about. I mean, just from that little imagery that they showed, I mean, the technology is there. I mean, it it was very crisp looking. It looked very well done. It looked like it's going to have a lot of great CGI moments throughout that whole film. Uh, From my understanding, I remember when they were filming it a few months back, they were saying that they were using a technology that's similar to what James Cameron's using for the Avatars. So the Avatar film. So... That te- that's that same technology is going to be used in Black Adam. We're going to see something different than we have seen in a superhero film to date. So that is another aspect of what I'm looking for. So I, I'm still waiting. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a, a bigger trailer soon for that too, so that we see more. But from that, I mean, it's it's just a taste. So yeah, most definitely, it, that looks like it's going to be an interesting film. Just you know, from the few things I've mentioned. Vincent, Debbie, do you guys have anything to anything to say about the Black Adam teaser? I have been excited for Black Adam since the minute The Rock told everybody that he was given the choice between Shazam and Black Adam, and he went with Black Adam. I was like, that's perfect casting in my opinion. I think he's going to be absolutely phenomenal in the role. I just hope that the director does a really good job with him because he is such a complex character. And I want to see these big sweeping, beautiful sets and everything. And from what I'm seeing from that tiny little teaser is just looks too much like Shazam for me. And while I love Shazam and I love the fact that black Adam is technically Shazam's biggest villain. It's also, I want to see something different. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how they're going to go with this movie because other than Joker, we haven't really had a movie in the MCU or DCEU that's been named after a villain specifically um, other than Joker. And I don't think this is going to be anything like Joker. I don't no, think they're no, going to no, try no, 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 no. and make the character sympathetic at all. Um, 
but are they going to make him sort of an anti-hero in this or are they going to go full villain have him win at the end kind of like thanos or something what are they going to do with this film and i'm curious about that debbie what do you think do you have any thoughts on the black adam teaser uh i'm a dwayne johnson fan so that had me hooked right there i I don't know anything about (laughs) uh black adam uh but I'm intrigued that he's the villain. So I I didn't know that because, like I said, I don't know the character that well. So that really intrigues me. And, like, uh, I don't know who said it. You know, he's always played kind of like the hero guy. So I'm I'm really interested to see how he takes on a villain role. William? Vincent brought up a good point because you can take Black Adam so many different ways. Um, you can take him villain, you can take him anti-hero, you can take him so many different ways. Um, and I don't know how you're gonna do this main movie. I thought you should have brought him in Shazam, the the this first Shazam movie, and let him go at it. But I understand that you wanted to establish him as a character, so I get that. But how you do it is gonna be so important. Um, and I think Dwayne Johnson is the right person. I just hope the writing doesn't kill him. Well, you know, either way, uh, let's move on from that. Let's talk about Batman. Let's talk about Robert Pattinson. Let's close things out. This will be our last topic. And so I got to just mention right off the bat, the one thing that I took from those two Batman trailers myself is I love the relationship between Batman and the police and, and Jim Gordon. You know what I mean? Like, what other superhero do you know? What other vigilante do you know that has an actual direct relationship with the police department to where he can just show up at, at crime scenes and stuff like that? And he's just a part of the team. Sometimes you know Spider-Man. That's Supergirl true. too. Supergirl too. Yeah. But I love the respect that he's given Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I love the interpersonal relationships in Gotham between all the different characters that to the point where you've got the Riddler addressing a letter at a, on a dead body to a Batman. You know what I mean? Like talking to the Batman directly. Oh, with Batman, he's the only character that has that kind of dynamic. Like he does with Gotham that I can think of. I can't think of anybody else who has that similar type of trope going on. You know, it's different than Spider-Man. You know, because Batman is a different kind of uh, Bruce Wayne's a different kind of person than Peter Parker. Peter Parker would never double punch that dude on the ground like Batman did, and double tap him when he's already like, you know, hurt or whatever. That's Batman. Um, but the new Batman trailer that we got, the first, the the first one, Vincent, what were your thoughts? So the very first one that we got with that slow piano rock and roll music and everything where you see him pulling out the tape um that one really caught my attention that was nirvana uh, that was nirvana yeah. under the bridge With, and nirvana's under the bridge exactly um so that song right there immediately caught my attention the slow methodical pace about it the kind of mystery behind everything the uh like noir type of detective work in this that really got my attention because we haven't seen batman be the world's greatest detective yet 
And I think that's what they're going to do with this film. Um, to top that off, you also have a really good interpretation of the Riddler out there, where he's similar to the Zodiac Killer. Um, you know, very cryptic, actually writing out riddles for once, for Pete's sake. Um, you know, the Riddler is my favorite villain. Barry Riddler, where he feels like, where he looks like he's he wasn't the Riddler. He no, he wasn't. The like they he gave wasn't. him the name, the Riddler, but he, he was the Joker. He went. Same with Tommy Lee Jones. He was not Two Face. He was nope. the Joker. So when they actually get those characters right, like uh, Harvey Dent in um, The Dark Knight is an actual Max. interpretation Max. of Harvey Dent, and he he was awesome in that. So I'm I'm happy to see the Riddler, my favorite Batman villain, finally showing up on screen. Riddler the man now. Okay, Debbie. I'm so hyped for this movie. <laughs> That's good. Um, I, I don't even know if I have words because I think, and I have been waiting for this for a long time, for a dark, gritty, violent Batman. And I think that's what we're going to get. I hope so. I hope uh, DC doesn't screw this up. Because uh, <laughs> I've been disappointed so many other times. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is probably my favorite. Um, but I think with this one, since it's year two, uh, Batman, I think we're going to get a very violent, graphic, down and dirty Batman. And I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would, would, it, would, would you think it would be cool if they added a sex scene to the movie where, like, Batman and um, and Zoe Kravitz got it on? Like, do you think that would be a, that would be fitting? Would you would do oh. that? No. 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 No, man. No, man. I'm assuming that you're talking to all of us with that one. No. You don't need it. (laughs) Where did I get that question? Jesus. I wanted to put you on the spot. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. No, not until maybe the second or third movie. Then you then they oh, can go okay. about it. They've got a date first. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right. You gotta that court each other first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they gotta court each other. They gotta court each other. They gotta court each other first. Viper, what's up, man? What do you think about the Batman trailer? So when they first initially announced that you know Pattinson was going to be Batman, I was not keen on that at all. Uh, I because I I honestly don't feel he's that great of an actor. It has nothing to do with the Twilights, nothing like that. It just I don't think he's that great of an actor. I think he's pretty basic. He's like you know if you're go- like seeing that ER thing going beep beep, he's his is his, you know for me for wow, for how his acting is. And uh, I, I've seen him in several films. I've seen him in the lighthouse. I've seen him in things. I don't think he's anything special. I just don't think he's anything great. That's just my opinion. I, I that's just how I feel about him. So I wasn't too sure about him playing Batman because I'm so used to Christian Bale being Batman. I loved Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, Michael Keaton, George Clooney, even Val Kilmer. I liked all those different iterations. I thought they were all fun. I thought they were all great in their own unique way. So, you know, that kind of put me off at first. But then when I found out that Paul Dano and, you know, the awesome Colin Farrell were going to be in it as, you know, Penguin and Joker or Riddler, that made a huge difference 
and you know made me very happy and want to see this film because that first trailer was kind of like oh this looks okay this looks okay but that second trailer was kind of like okay there's some more depth to this there's some interesting things going on here that gives me more and i'm not a huge zoe kravitz fan either i don't think she's anything special either so her being catwoman doesn't really do anything for me either so so thankfully, because of Paul Dano and Colin Farrell, that's the reason why I want to see this movie. Uh, but Robert Pattinson, in the trailers themselves, he has changed my mind a tiny bit on how he might do with this character. He might be okay. So I, I'm waiting to see what he all does in this film, but it's really Paul Dano and Colin Farrell is the reason why I'm seeing it. William. Can we get some bass to Rob Pat- Robert Pattinson's voice, please? Can we put some bass in there? Can we hook it up to like a, a, a Rollcaster Pro and activate the big the big bottom feature and put some bass in his voice? He sounds like a little kid, man. I have vengeance. What? What? Yeah, hold on a minute. He sounds hold like a, a kid. William. Hold on a minute, William. That that I thought that shit was pretty hot. I, I like need it. some bass. This is Batman you're dealing with. This ain't Batmite. This hey, is Batman. This is here too. He's got. We need some bass. We need some bass. Gravelly voice. He needs that voice, man. It doesn't. <laughs> ma- it, it just ain't right, man. I'm Vincent. What? <laughs> really? I am Vincent. A little bit like Michael Jackson. There. Exactly. <laughs> I'm vengeance. Look, give, give me some, give me some vengeance to go along with this intimidating role that you're trying to. <laughs> give me some, give me some base to go with this intimidating role you're supposed to be playing. This is the Dark Knight. He's supposed to be intimidating and make bad guys cower in fear. And the minute he opens his mouth, all that goes away. Oh, you just a regular dude. I'm gonna whip you. That that that's all it seems to me. Um. Patterson might be okay in the role. He might have to grow into it, but I just say I, I just ain't feeling it. I love Batman himself, but the 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 casting and Zoe Krep, she's a, she she's beautiful, but she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been my Catwoman. I'm just saying. Hey, you're being honest. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, does anybody else have anything anything else to throw in? As far as the the Batman trailers or anything like that, does anybody have any kind of last words or anything? Can I can I can I say something about Black Adam real quick that I I forgot to mention earlier? Um, We need to grow up. This is 2021 going to 2022, and a lot of people had issues or reservations about who's playing Hawkman. Guys, stop it. Stop tripping. He's an excellent actor. He's going to do fine by the role. Stop tripping. He's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. In the word, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax. It's going to be fine. I, I love Aldous Hodge. Like, yes, he's, he's really a great good. he's a great actor. So he's going to fit the role. I was on leverage with him a couple of times. He's, oh, cool. he's a good actor. He's a real nice guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see him as Hawkman. Me too. Um, but I wanted to mention about the Batman that there's one shot in particular that's really got me going with this movie. And it's where he's walking down this really dark hallway and these guys are shooting guns at him and the only light is coming from those muzzle flashes, but you can still see him beating the hell out of people. And that right there reminds me of the hallway scene in Star Wars Rogue One 
where you know all of a sudden that lightsaber ignites and he just walks down the hallway slowly slashing and and cutting people up completely calm completely collected and all you can see is the red glow of his lightsaber so i think they're kind of making batman kind of a bit of a badass in this even though it is played by somebody i wouldn't have traditionally considered to be a badass <laughs> oh he'll be all right he'll be all right he'll be all right as long as he don't open his mouth there's the minute he opened his mouth that's it there's a lot of yeah. people out there, William, who are complaining and saying that they don't like the fact that they're that you're seeing Batman taking all these bullets to his to his body like the way he is, and he's not being hurt or anything like that. You have to understand though, that's that's a futuristic suit. I yeah. mean, you have to understand what that suit is made out of. If you understand what that suit is made out of, you won't have no problem with it. William, the logo that's on your head right now, that being put onto the Batman suit was specifically so people would shoot that because that would be the one area of his body that would be completely bulletproof. Mm. That specific logo. I just I, I just think that, um, I, and I heard that too, uh, Jeff, and I just thought it was stupid. That, that suit's incredible. Yeah, yeah, there's been some complaints, but um, I'll tell you what, as to just to kind of wrap things up, guys, um, it's been a great show. I really enjoyed hanging out with all of y'all. But just to wrap things up, I want to give everybody a chance to plug whatever they want to go ahead and plug. So I'll start with you, Debbie. Um, Debbie, do you want to talk about um, MCU Mondays or, or anything with Geek News Now? Uh, MCU Mondays, it's uh, usually me, Chris, Dave, and uh, uh Jeff has been on a couple times and we've had other people on there. William's been on there mm -hmm. and uh, we just like to uh, uh, talk about Marvel, much like you guys do here. Uh, we tend to go off the rails a little bit. Uh, Chris likes <laughs> <the brand. laughs> uh, I'm the co-host, but you know, I'm just there to throw out theories. That's what, that's my thing. I like to throw out theories. So but we have a lot of fun, and if you guys ever get a chance, you or your audience get a chance to uh, check us out, I think you'd have a lot of fun. It's always well, on Monday nights at 9.30 Eastern time. Most definitely, and we are um, now members of Geek News Now, uh, Cyber and I, and Perry, whenever he decides to come back, which I'm hoping will be next week, we might, we might see another episode with Perry Ramsey and have the whole team together again. We'll have to see what happens. I'm not going to guarantee it, but um, we are with geek news now. Um, and uh, Vincent, I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you about this. I don't think really, but uh, we're with the work. We actually have joined up with William now and we're under geek news now, and we're going to be having our content, you know, flowing through awesome. news now. Um, and, you know, I just want to take a moment off of what Debbie said and just say thank you to Damon and to David. Um, and thank you to Chris for getting me into Geek News Now to begin with by bringing me on MCU Mondays and everything and letting me guest as many times as I have. And thank you to Debbie, um, who's been very, you know, very helpful to me in terms of like my and our kind of joining of Geek News Now. But um, Vincent, do you have anything that you want to plug or anything like that or anything, anybody you want to shout out or anything like that? 
Uh, hi, if there's anybody watching me that happens to know me. If not, then that's fine, too. Um, <laughs> I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, I'm not a social media personality at all, man. You got to get Cyber on Rizzle, man. If you go on Rizzle and make an account and just go ahead and friend me in Cyber, follow me in Cyber, we'll go ahead and, and, and tag you on our MCU videos. And you can go ahead and become a part of the co the conversation. Sounds good, man. You know you're you're good yeah. at talking MCU, man. Um, Thanks, William. You want to go ahead and uh, plug um, whatever you want to plug. <clears throat> Real quick, guys. Um, please join us for uh, the Geek Gauntlet podcast every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv forward slash William Morgan Media. Um, it will be on the GNA YouTube page. Um, Thursday is when I upload that video. So if you can't catch the main show, definitely catch Geek News Now um, YouTube feed. Show will be there as well. Um, please follow along on our Facebook page, um, the Geek Gauntlet. Um, please follow along there. And that's about it. Jeff, thank you for having me on, bro. Well, you're my brother, man. So you're welcome to be out here anytime you want, man. There's thank always you. a spot for you. Thank you. Cyber, I know you've got a long list of accolades to talk about because Cyber is a veteran YouTuber uh, and film critic, kind of sayer. Go ahead. You want to plug anything, Cyber? Well, of course, you know. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, like we mentioned before, uh, there's the Rizzo that we're, me and Jeff were on. Uh, you can find me under Cyber Nick Shark under there. They're little one-minute videos, very similar to TikTok. Uh, a little bit more of a personal community than TikTok, so we have a lot more interactions with people on there, and uh, we do, you know, all kinds of stuff on there. I do movie reviews uh, or mini movie reviews. I do all kinds of little videos and stuff like that, and uh, plugging MCU news and all that kind of good stuff. So if you guys get a chance to check that out, Rizzle uh, is a great app. Uh, also, you know, you can find me on TikTok, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, Cybernetic Shark. It's all one word. You can find me there where I do my all kinds of different stuff, too. I got a amazing little mini-series called The Backyard Adventures you can check out. Uh, I got, you know, I'm currently doing my James Bond-a-thon reviews uh, for up to No Time to Die. So definitely check those out, too, if you guys get a chance. And, uh, it's you know, you can pretty much find me anywhere, and we enjoy doing it. So uh, definitely check us out. Most definitely. Thank you, Steve from Bumble. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Steve, you should have subscribed to, to Cyber's YouTube channel, man. What the hell? <laughs> uh, Anyways, so William, thank you again for coming on. You're welcome, Vincent, man. It was good to have you two, two weeks in a row, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah, Vincent. And Debbie, first time coming on the Shooting Edge. We really appreciate you. No problem. Yep. Man, she's everywhere. Man, she's everywhere, man. She's everywhere. <laughs> hey, no place you can't find Debbie, man. She's everywhere. She's so <laughs> even, even out in the back alley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Oh, my goodness. I just want to go ahead and just real quick. Uh, I'm not going to plug anything, but I'm just going to go ahead and mention that. We really appreciate all of you that actually pick up the bulk of our views on these videos by watching these live streams after they actually are done being live. All of you that come in and watch us later and everything, we actually have some really nice analytics as far as like um, the type of average like watch time we get on these streams. When people watch these shows, they stay, they stick, they stick for like a good 45, 46, 47 minutes at a time. 
So, you know, at that point, that's pretty solid, I think. If you um, would if you would share these with me, I will also share them on my stuff too. Of course. No problem at all. As soon as I as soon as this is done and I put and I put a thumbnail on it and everything, and you know what I mean, and whatever editing I do is done, I'll go ahead and shoot you over a link okay. uh, in the Facebook group uh for geek for geek gauntlet so you have it and everything and you can share it and we, yeah we uh, listen william we can always you we need you and i need to talk off air man you know what i'm saying and okay try to kind of see what we can do to cross promote because we could always like maybe swap trailers or something like that you know what i mean that'll work. on the podcast end or something and that'll work do something to kind of you know spur a little bit of engagement with the audience but um no we really appreciate everybody out there we're almost at 100 subs on our youtube channel Thank you very much to everybody out there. I'll tell you right now, it is hard to grow a YouTube channel. It's not easy. And we do not take it for granted. Cyber and I really appreciate the fact that we're almost at 100 subs. When we get to 500 and 1,000, I'm going to be freaking ecstatic. I can tell you right it, now. It took me three years to get to 1,000 on my YouTube channel. There you go. See? That 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 right there just tells you. you got to be patient. you got to persevere. you got to put the work in. And we appreciate very much all, every single subscriber that we have and everybody, you know, who, who watches our videos, we, we genuinely really do love you and appreciate you. We love Marvel. We love the MCU. We love Marvel comic books. Um, we're all about the MCU. And um, listen, peace out, everybody. MCU's bleeding edge. True knowledge for William, Debbie, Vincent, Cybernetic Shark. We're out. Peace.